Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez on Zoom today with Aaron Keller, and we're joined by our regular, even, I mean, he's filled in hosting at this point, Bobby Jones. And then we have, for the first time ever, we've been working with him a lot lately, Alec Bowman with UNR's Cooperative Extension. Welcome, Alec and Bobby. Thank you for joining us on kind of short notice. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward of to it. Course. Well, we're excited to have you here because you two work together on a study looking at how much Nevada hunters spend. And it's important because it looks at how it impacts conservation, outdoor recreation, and the economy. So we thought it'd be good to highlight what you found. And um, but first off, I want to start off with Alec, your background and then how you ended up getting into this study and starting it because it sounds like you came to Bobby with the idea so I know that's a lot that's a big question but <laughs> kick no. us off and explain your background and sure. what you do at UNR. Absolutely yeah so um, I'm a researcher in the economics department at UNR um, you know I just recently about a, maybe a year or two ago got my master's degree um, and my thesis had a wildlife um, focused component, which was um, kind of asking, using a similar survey instrument to what we did in this project, um, asking about people's preferences um, with hunting. So um, kind of became interested in it uh, through the thesis work. And then, um, you know, we saw this as potentially being uh, expandable. So we reached out to Bobby um, and yeah, and then there was interest at Endow to get this type of information, the economics portion of hunting. And uh, so we moved forward with a, a partnership to do that and collect data um, yeah, through a primary data collection with a survey instrument. Um, and yeah, it's been a really good partnership and uh, we've learned a lot, so um, yeah. And Bobby, this was this is right up your alley. Like I feel like you've been in the research trying to learn how people feel and think about hunting and outdoor recreation. So how did you feel when Alec came to you with this idea? Yeah, it's it's really exciting. I mean, mainly I'm coming at um, from my position, you know, outdoor recreation in general and just what do people do getting outside? And hunting just happens to be a really good example to start from and kind of a basis to see like, hey, what do people doing? Where are they going? What are they spending? What what are they motivated by? Uh, we just have a little more information than you know some of the other activity groups like you know, camping or or hiking or things like that because people purchase licenses and then it, it's just easier to kind of get a get your arms around you know who's out there doing what. Um, so this was an exciting kind of just insight into to what is and we're getting you know an unbiased you know perspective from Alec and like putting together something quality so that we could we could speak to it better. How important is it to um, to know kind of what information you have to start like with something like this? Yeah, so like kind of just what background information is out there? 
um, that's a good question. And that's actually part of the motivation for doing this at all. Um, so obviously we're doing our due diligence, um, in kind of this more general outdoor, like economics of outdoor recreation research. Um, and one thing that was kind of shocking is just the, um, numbers that are out there regarding expenditures and hunting, um, are very limited. So, um, you know, the, the U S fish and wildlife service in concert with the census bureau does a survey um every 10 years however that has the, the granularity in that report has been declining um over the past few years and the usefulness has been declining as well um so we felt you know based on the fact that there wasn't great numbers out there that this was actually a really good opportunity and partnership to get some local numbers you know for nevada um, in particular um, and this kind of leads into kind of my more general area of research which is um, outdoor recreation, recreation research. So looking at how outdoor rec is impacting the economy and um, kind of like Bobby was mentioning earlier, um, just know, we know a lot about hunters because, you know, they have licenses, they apply for tags. So it becomes a very, that wealth of data that already exists um, was very attractive and um, just being able to leverage that was, was hugely important for this. One thing I think is pretty interesting is if, if you're a small business owner or you're a person that lives in a community that um, there's any kind of outdoor recreation, this is the first kind of like hard and fast data that's really specific to an activity that you can look to and see like, oh yeah, people are coming and they, you know, they're going to stay here in this county for three nights and they're going to eat at the restaurant and spend this much money and then they're going to buy this much gear while they're there and they're going to it's we don't have anything like that and it's also just motivation so like oh why are so many people going to elko county what are they doing there um it's it's a, a in-depth view of essentially big game hunting and upland game hunting throughout the state and then alec worked at it at a county by county level so if you live in these counties or you're interested in any of these counties you can go look up the information and, and see what it looks like for you locally right so for a long time we've heard you know at commission meetings or that that you know, hunting or outdoor recreation has a big impact on on Nevada, and it's a it's a, definitely a part of the economy throughout the state. And uh, so, I guess I, I kind of want to dive into some like some of the details of, of like what you did and like how you went about it. I guess um, we've we've given you guys have given talks on it, and maybe we'll link to some of those um, in the description. But just in your words, kind of like how'd you go about it? Yeah, so um, hunting is a really kind of, I mean, outdoor recreation in general is kind of this way where um, you're either doing it kind of locally or you're doing a little bit of traveling involved in that. Um, what I learned through this is that hunting is a really effective means of moving people around in the state. So um, kind of we saw that, you know, a lot of hunters obviously are coming from the urban areas and they're kind of dispersing into the uh, more rural counties, um, you know, which in and of itself is an important kind of economic development, um, a piece of information for economic development. But one thing in particular, because of this kind of like traveling and the movement is that we wanted to observe um, when and where the expenditures are happening. So where are they spending their money? Um, so we actually observe kind of expenditures made before leaving for the trip, uh, expenditures made in route 
and then uh, expenditures made kind of near the hunt site and so within the county uh, this is pretty unique you know compared to some of these similar studies that have happened in other states um, because we're painting a, a more full picture of of what uh, where the expenditures are happening and that has pretty big implications for the economic development aspect of things I, I was just going to say we, we pulled information from a few places to get some of that so what a lot of what Alex talking about spending is we sent out a survey last summer to about 8,000 hunters and about 2,000 replied and told us what they did in 2019 and 2020 so that's one piece of it you know how many days were you out there how many people went with you? Did you go scouting? How many days did you spend where? What did you spend money on? But then there's also things like we used our hunt stat information, hunt stats information to see, um, you know, harvest info and things for, because we're not going to survey everybody, but we actually have that information. And then also uh, just our administrative data. How many tags were there? How many tags were there in different areas? And, uh, you know, number of licenses sold and stuff like that. So we're able to kind of double check ourselves with, with what hunters told us about what they were doing and then with the, the whole kind of plethora of stuff. And then I don't, I don't know if we wanna jump into this, but just for fun, the first like trivia question of the day, because people ask like, oh, well, what is the impact or what is the dollars and cents of it? And I'll, Ashley is very nervous about this. So I'm gonna like put parameters on it. I just don't so wanna be way off. That, that's okay. I'm gonna give you like a ballpark. So how much money did Nevada hunters spend overall on big game hunting and upland game hunting in 2020? And I'll tell you that that number is between $0 and a billion dollars. <laughs> so this is like for their tags, for the tag? For their tags, for, uh, for going out, like what they spent on gas, plus like anything they bought, hunting supplies, a four-wheeler, whatever. Aaron, you go first. You're the hunter. So I can't. I, I know the answer. Just like guess. You go first. What's your guess? I, I already know the answer. How did you cheat and know the answer? <laughs> this will be the only one that Aaron knows. You won't know the rest. Okay. Know. Um, let me think. Yeah, it's a big number. Like, what do you think is a big number? Ten thousand dollars. $381 million. Wait, what? Oh, you're saying- This is for everybody. That's okay. This was a, this was kind of a test run. Here, we'll-, we'll No, jump. this we'll... is what I did one time. And okay, um, I think what I was thinking is like the individual hunter. That's okay. So so we can we can do individual hunter. Here's, here's one. So this is for a specific, for an antlered bull elk tag. I have a number for what the average resident spends and the average non-resident on that hunt in particular. And the numbers are between zero and $10,000. So how about for the average bull elk hunter that's a Nevada resident, what do you think that number is? I'm gonna say 4,000. Mr. Keller. Close actually. It's one thing that I actually noticed with this is all of the numbers are higher than I would have ever guessed. So, um, so I know it's like six, or maybe a little over 6,000, right? 6,325. How about for a non-resident? Double. Ashley? I'm going to go with 10,000. 9,542. So you, you guys are both really close on one or the other. 
Bobby, and I was going to ask. This is, a, this is a good idea because if my wife listens to this and I have a <laughs> going to know just how much. This is a good question for Alec then. Alec, what is the most common comment that you got from people? I don't know that it was the most common comment, but it certainly wasn't just a one-off. We had a lot of comments saying like, uh, hey, don't tell my wife how much I spent on this stuff. I think it's like the first time a lot of people probably like sit down and actually pencil out. How much did I spend, uh, you know, to, to fill this tag or to go on this trip? And they're like, they're thinking, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we had a couple of those. People spend a lot of money on getting out and about. And what's interesting is Alex's previous work on his thesis, it actually, it measures non-market valuation. So essentially what a person would be willing to pay and for all of the hunts across the board, even though people pay these like exorbitant you know, money to, to go out and do this stuff, they on paper, they would pay more. So they're getting value for the money they spend. Like it's worth it to them. Yeah, super interesting. Well, we have to take a quick break, but we will be right back. You are listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking about hunting and the economics of it, how it impacts conservation in our economy, important stuff. And we're joined by Alec Bowman with UNR's Cooperative Extension, and we have Bobby Jones here at Endow. Um, before the break, Bobby gave us a little bit of trivia and was Aaron and I were asked to guess how much hunters spend um, on a trip hunting. So Alec, do you want to get a little more into the specifics of it? Like, well, first off, we might want to review what the answer was and also get into those individual costs. Like what are they actually spending their money on? Yeah, absolutely. So I think Bobby asked about a bull elk. And uh, so if you were going to go on a bull elk hunt, um, you know, all out the door on average, people are spending uh, just around $6,000 uh, for that entire trip. Um, most of that money is spent on kind of supplies and gear, which are the things you buy, um, you know, when you're preparing to go out on that trip, um, that might be like camp stove fuel. It could be, um, you know, ammunition. It could be something like a new tent or something along those lines that kind of you need to stock up on uh, before you head out. Um, and then kind of the next biggest one would be fuel. So that's uh, for traveling. So filling up at the pump uh, before you head out. And then um, a lot of people use kind of a, another vehicle as well. So they got to put fuel in that too. Um, and then the, um, you know, interestingly, the next biggest kind of bin of costs for, um, for like a bull elk uh, in particular is, is the guide is a guide service. So if you elect to do a guide service, that is um, generally the next largest uh, kind of bin of money there. Um, you know, but of course, you know, not everyone's going to do that. And these kind of values represent the averages. However, the kind of the share that each one of them makes up uh, for expenditures is 
is pretty similar. So it goes supplies and gear, fuel, um, guide service if you do it, groceries, and then um, kind of lodging, restaurant, fast food, and so on after that. And I, I think that those numbers might have uh, came off sounding really large. And part of that's just because of the scarcity, say, of a bull elk tag. But in reality, a person like me can't spend 15% of my income on a hunt for a year. So most people typically are spending less than that. And you see that especially so uh, on many of the other tags that are you know, more common, say like a antlered mule deer tag or a, uh, a doe antelope tag or something like that. Um, and honestly, a lot of the per day costs end up lining up very closely with other forms of outdoor recreation. So if a family goes camping for the weekend, um, those, those per day costs are very similar to if uh, you know, a person went uh, upland game hunting. Yeah, um, that's right. And, and what's driving these larger costs is just the number of days that someone spends out there. So, um, so you'll see, you know, if you read the report, you'll see that the average per day cost for, you know, for resident hunter for most of these uh, different tags is, is hovering below $300 um, and it just above $200 or, or whatever it is. And the only thing that's kind of driving these large averages up is just that people are spending a lot of time out there. Um, you know, they're, they're enjoying their time out there and they're going to spend more time for kind of the more scarce tags, like Bobby was saying, hoping to fill that tag. Yeah, I think the other interesting thing that I saw in that that dollar amount was taxidermy. That's a big yeah. item, but uh, you know you don't take that into account until unless you're successful. So anybody <laughs> yeah, that's... that's ever had anything mounted or taxidermied knows that it's it's a pretty be pretty expensive. So yeah, that that's an interesting point because because yeah, we we report the average, but for you know a lot of people um, they're just reporting zero because you know, either they didn't fill the tag or that's not what they were out there for. It wasn't, a, wasn't like a trophy, um, trophy hunt or whatever. Um, I think somewhere in here, I, in the report, we have kind of what was spent on average if they actually elected to, to do that. So like guide service and taxidermy and meat processing. Um, but a lot of people just can't get out and they don't need those services as well. So this really does encompass every little detail that you might be spending money on. Yeah, we, I'll just list off like the, the categories that people could spend, could report spending in, which was supplies and gear, fuel, rental equipment, groceries, hotel, motel, campsite, restaurants, that's full service. And then we have fast food, bars. Uh, we have another category, taxidermy, meat processing, uh, guide service licenses and fees. Um, yeah. So those are all, all those. And then we actually have another section, which is what we call kind of the big ticket or one-time expenditures. All right. We think we call them big ticket expenditures. Those are expenditures for, for the primary purpose of hunting, but those are ones that you make um, maybe once every 10 years. It's not specific to this hunt. So, you know, when we're doing our kind of accounting for that, uh, we wouldn't say like, Oh, someone happened to buy a new side-by-side -side this year. So let's throw it in the, their trip costs. Um, we, we account for that separately. I just wanted to, you kind of gave an example there. What were those big once every, I mean, maybe I want to get into hunting. So I'm trying to figure out all the costs I need to. Yeah. And I'd say like, um, let's see, let me see if I can pull Optics. it up. Optics. 
Yeah. Um, so camping equipment. It's. I mean, it's clothing. all over the map. Yeah, we have clothing, ammunition, firearms equipment, archery equipment, optics, GPS, plus oh, like a service, OHVs, trailers, RV camper, camping equipment. Um, that makes sense. So those yeah. things you get maybe when you're first going hunting or you've built up over the years even. Right. And I, I don't think that, you know, I think that um, you might not need all of these things in your first one. I think like a lot of these you know, people can say that they're for the primary purpose of hunting, but they're also going to use them for other things as well. So, um, so I don't know that they're all entirely necessary if you want to go hunting for your first time. Um, yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Bobby and I talked about like sharing equipment and stuff like that, um, which kind of plays in with this stuff. Yeah. And, and it was fun that Alec is coming at it from a perspective of, of a person who doesn't hunt and I'm coming at it from the perspective of someone who does. So we were trying to incorporate a lot of different things. And yeah, the reality is you don't need half of this stuff to go on a hunting trip. Just this is the types of things that people are purchasing for them or to do this stuff. And I will, sometimes I will admittedly, Bobby, um, use hunting as an excuse to buy some of these things. Exactly. And that's why I like these big like someone gets a tag and it's like, oh, well, here's my perfect excuse for that wall tent that I've been talking about for 10 years, but I've never bought. But here, we're going to go spend a week and a half in the shells or something like that. So it, we were just trying to go as detailed and honest as possible. So, you know, there's information on like one thing that I think Alec incorporated that's really good is when you have multiple people going on a hunting trip, like people, you know, really like to go out with others there's only so many tags and then so he tried to build this in it's just it's a very very in-depth look um it's something that you know before we just didn't have any information on yeah no i think it's really cool to to hear everything you guys considered when putting this together and i didn't realize alec so you were coming from the non-hunter perspective so that's really interesting how you work together on this um but overall, we were like, we don't want this to deter people from hunting. Really, you could go as big or small as you need to. Yeah, we definitely don't want people to get sticker shocked and thinking that it's going to be like 6000 bucks a year to go on a bull elk hunt. So. But we made the good point earlier. I mean, any type of vacation you go on, I mean, this is probably more affordable than... <laughs> hey, Bobby, I was curious, um, while I got you and Alec, you can jump in too. How do you guys think that this can be used? Like, what are some ways that this is going to be used, like, in the future? Like, that was something I wanted to ask, too. I mean, I'm, so I grew up in Winnemucca, right? A smaller town in northern Nevada. And I just look at this as a, um, from a public perspective or a small business owner perspective or a, a community perspective is, hey, like, you know, mining in, in Winnemucca and agriculture are big drivers. Um, but can outdoor recreation hold kind of a, have a bigger foothold there? It's, uh, it's the kind of thing, you know, outdoor activities, they, they uh, help, you know, a person's quality of life. So develop opportunities for the people that you have that live there, as well as people that are visiting and highlight those. Um, and it doesn't have to just be hunting. Um, and essentially, the more you have going into these things, people can serve these places and, and, and make it more accessible to others. I just think there's, there's a lot more opportunity there than people realize. Hunting is just a piece of the puzzle in the outdoor recreation uh, space. And you know, and we have more public land than anywhere else. That's uh, like, take advantage of that. I, and I just think of, you know, these communities of people that, um, 
you know, they want a more diverse economy. That was one thing I was going to touch on is that, you know, we took 2019 and 2020 data. So we have pre-COVID and during COVID, and essentially the hunting numbers are unchanged. They're, it's exactly the same. So so Bobby, wasn't that supposed same. to be a trivia question? It was, but I, I didn't want to miss that one. <laughs> I didn't want to miss out on it. I, I thought I'd better sneak it in just because everybody talked about things that shut down or um, things that slowed down and, um, you know, people wanted to get outside and they did it just as much as, as ever before. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of like Bobby said, this is just being able to get this information out there is one thing, but hopefully having it used um, is, is an, another thing. And, um, you know, I think the more that we can get local, like good quality local data for decision makers out in like anywhere in Nevada, um, that just helps everyone kind of having that information. Maybe an entrepreneur is thinking, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize maybe there's a, maybe if I opened up a hotel or whatever and geared it towards hunting or outdoor recreation generally, like that could be something. And then it's a engine for economic development. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that, you know, obviously conservation has a ton of different benefits. If you can show that conservation is going to increase the number of tags available in a county, um, and then you could say, hey, if we increase that number, you know, by this number of tags available each year, uh, we could actually bring in X amount of dollars, um, then you're getting a lot of buy-in uh, from different groups, not just the conservation group, but also the business development side of things. Um, so I think it kind of, it makes a larger tent when it comes to talking about uh, kind of treating our, how we're going to treat our natural resources and use them um, to the development of the, the community. Or you've got things that don't require tags like upland game hunting, mm -hmm. right? And that it's, it's accessible to anyone, no matter if you have a, a tag or not. Yeah. Yeah. We saw, I mean, one thing we looked at was uh, days spent hunting and, and time spent hunting a number of hunters. And, um, you know, you could certainly tell that, you know, obviously tags are going to restrict the number of big game hunters, you know, as they should. Um, but Upland Game has a ton of, uh, you know, participation um, and they are getting out there, you know, just as much and enjoying the landscape. Um, I, we are pretty much out of time, but I did want to ask, um, where could people see this report? And also, if they're interested in hearing about this and they want to help contribute, to getting more data or they have ideas, um, who should they reach out to? Yeah, that's a, uh, thanks for asking. So this report is available um, on the uh, extension website. So that's the UNR extension website. And um, it's also linked on the uh, Nevada Economic Assessment Project um, webpage, which is an extension program. Um, they are the ones who, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I'm working with them looking at all this outdoor recreation stuff. So we have a lot of good information on there. Um, feel free to reach out to um, us for information. You know, our email is econdev at unr.edu. Um, so that links to the NEEP email. Um, so if you have questions regarding that stuff. And then we have another report that's coming out um, to be published that looks actually at the economic impact numbers and contribution numbers for each county. So if you're interested in seeing what, uh, you know, how hunting contributes to the economy that you live in, in your county, then um, I recommend checking that out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, both of you. That was really interesting. We were trying to 
we were like, it's going to be like a boring podcast <laughs> um, just because we're going over data, but it was actually very interesting. So thank you both Bobby and Alec and Alec, we're going to have to get you back on here for more podcasts with all the work you're doing. I'd love to. Thank you. Of course. And thanks Bobby. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks Alec. Of course. And that does it for this week's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.